Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Sapolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss the Middle East, political theory, and orange vanilla Coke. I don't want to waste one minute. Let's get right into it. All right, Ryan, we're back. It's another week. Uh, it's it's a, uh, I'd say it's a week both of uh, where a lot happened and sort of nothing happened. This was the kind of week that really highlights for you that a week is a social construct. Week a week. What we think of as weeks are really just days put together in sets, and days are truly just a way of organizing the horrors that we continually experience. Yeah, that's right. Hor- you said horrors, yeah. right? I just sure. <laughs> okay. Not the horrors that we continually experience. That would be inappropriate. Um. Anyhow, yeah. No, it's a week of. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a week. It's a week of days, days made of hours, hours, which are, of course, a construct based on minutes. Um, and I think we can agree that none of it means anything. I like that you ended at minutes because minutes are real. Whatever. <laughs> minutes are the foundation of all reality. I think we know that anything sub minutes is not even a part of the conversation. I think we're aware of that. Seconds, to me, are just a, an illusion created to define minutes. You know? Yeah. Anyhow, time is a construct, and I would like to uh, get out of it, if at all possible. <laughs> Can I climb out of the construct and move on? Anyhow, all right, let's talk about what's going on this week. I mean, let's should we just get out in front of this, um, the Iran the Iran war that's happening? Um, apparently, it isn't happening because an adult. No, 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 no. It's not happening yet. It's not happening yet. But like, 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 this is like this is Bush. W George W. Bush like 2.0. I mean, this is what happened in a second. I mean, they went to war so that they could guarantee a, a hugely unpopular president could have a second term because it's very unlikely that a president is uh, replaced during a time of war. They are desperate. They are dying. They are so I've never met a group of people hornier for a international conflict than the group of people that are currently residing in but the White I House. But I almost and I there's nothing I would ever forgive George Bush for, but I almost feel like this is worse because at least that was evil with like a plan to be evil. Like we're going to go in there, we're going to go guns blazing, we're going to get some oil and we're going to rally up the yeah. base. This is just like yeah. a, a toddler who is like I haven't pushed this button yet. Wonder what that does. Well, the amazing, the amazing thing is that the Iranians are so smart. They're like, yeah, like let's do it, like bring it on, because they know that they know that America is in free fall right now. See, like the rest of the world can see America very clearly, and I think this is what is something that cannot be discounted. Like you have got to understand, we see it inside, and we're like, wow, this is like chaos, but we can fix it. But from the outside, like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to America from like the perspective of anybody who doesn't like America because it looks like exactly I mean, like what even, is happening which is America even most countries that do like America would love to see us take it on the nose do you know what I mean yeah and like everybody's like yeah like maybe we deserved it a little <laughs> yeah like you fucking like you blew up your high horse now like you've got nothing now you're laying in the ground you're in a curled in a fetal position in the smithereens of the high horse that you were on and people fucking love it in in Iran and by the way, like, I mean, I'm not saying there there's a bunch of great leadership folks over in, you know, I'm not saying that they're like buddies of mine or anything, but I'm just saying that they love poking America right now because America's in disarray and they know they can get a lot of, uh, re- they can get a lot of runway out of it. 
You know, they've got a lot of runway here. They're like, oh yeah, like let's go to war and throw your country into total disarray and you can reelect this idiot. Yeah, yeah you who's guys like destroying America. Well, that's the thing that I so I got really booed in college. Like people freaked out on oh, me no. because no one can boo you on this we podcast. Were, um talking in our class about uh terrorism and uh like the effects of it and uh like psychologically and stuff. And um I <laughs> as you can imagine, uh, was often vocal in the class. (laughs) Um, but you know, we're having a group discussion and I said that sometimes I wonder if like America taking the bait on nine 11, um, and deciding not just to like take action in some capacity, but to really blindly go into racist wars based on lies or just pure rage, um, didn't give, the terrorists attacking that day, like exactly what they want and make us look exactly how they thought that we looked. And like, in some ways we are more damage was done to America by like our reaction to what happened than uh, even what happened that day. I mean, in your death toll and um, everyone in my college class really flipped out on me for that. But I, I, that was a genuine, like, I'm not trying to piss everybody off and be a troll. Look, the nine 11, I mean, the whole point of 9-11 was not to blow up a building. A building is a small thing in the grand scheme of war, in the grand scheme of like an ideological battle. The whole point of 9-11 was to do what exactly what happened after 9-11, which was to send our country into a fucking tailspin and stick us in a war, an unwinnable war with the wrong enemy and, and, and lead us to essentially to Trump. I mean, in many ways. Like, yeah, they basically like, wanted. Honestly, I, I, they, they wanted economic collapse. They wanted to make us look like, uh, like racists and reactionaries and warmongers, and to flex on the world stage all our insane military just so that they could reveal that we're we have this and that we're ready to use. Do you know what I mean? And it just feels like we're being yeah. baited in I the mean, exact same way. No, no, this is this is. And the, if the, anything, I mean, I'm not saying the we've Iran- got our own fascist situation going on, which is just you know them trying to point out like uh, democracy is just as bad kind of like bullshit. There's, I mean, I, I mean, listen, uh, I think we've seen the limits of whatever version of democracy we have in this well, country. In this country. Yes. Uh, but, but I, I think there is a version versions of democracies that are functioning better. And that if you erode people's faith in the concept at all, then they won't update those institutions and those systems. Um, and maintain it because they won't love it anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like you critique and you work hard on the thing that you believe in. And if we don't believe in democracy as a project and we, you know, we think we need a strong man leader who will push the button when it's like not, you know, socially PC or whatever. Like if that's the philosophy that yeah. Americans take on, Americans take on, we will continue to erode our, our democracy and then prove that point out. Well, that's what we're doing. I mean, that's what, that's sort of what we're doing. I mean, and, and anyhow, so, so there's this war that's being cooked up. I mean, it's, it's, it's being run by essentially by this, by John Bolton, who is a warmonger, who war was the, he is the weapons of mass destruction guy um, for everybody who needs a, a history lesson. I mean, he's literally the guy who's the architect, one of the architects of the Iraq war, which of course, as we know, was a total bullshit um, quagmire. Anyhow, the long and short of it is like, I, I feel like there's something that's so insanely transparent about what's happening um, 
in in this whole exchange something that's so just wildly transparent in the progression of of events that if we don't if 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 the government if people in the government aren't now i don't of course i don't expect the republicans to do anything um because they are useless and um and anti-american but i do expect some people non-republicans to to act up and act up loudly about this but it is to me is like this is cookie cutter shit i mean Trump desperately needs a reason to stay in office and nothing he's done in terms of his policy, in terms of his approach to politics, in terms of the way that he's handled um, America for the last couple of years has indicated that that there's a great desire in this country to keep like what Trump's doing going. And so so this is to me feels like a very much like a last ditch. This is like a Hail Mary. Like, can we get into a war? And like, I don't know, it's pretty fucking crazy. That this is like that I can see it clearly, and I think a lot of other people can, and yet it's happening anyway. You know, I could see it during the Iraq War. I mean, everybody with a brain who understood. I mean, by the way, I was not one of these people with much of a brain, but you could understand that, like that that it wasn't Iraq that was the enemy in the in the situation of nine eleven. Like it was very clearly had nothing to do with. Yeah, that. and I I think and, it's not even like such a like you know how does nobody else see this? I, th- I think that people do see it, and then the other. Things like uh, being on like the team that you already endorsed and like uh, racism and blind rage, like they overwhelm you to the point that like people understood that, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think people knew, but they just d- didn't care. They were just mad and they were mad yeah, at brown people yeah. and they, they wanted right. to. But this is, I mean, the difference here is we don't have that. I mean, there is no, there is no catalyst, you know, nobody gives a fuck about a drone being shot yeah. down. And, and no one's in, no one is really in danger. And this talk of like Iran getting like nukes is like an esoteric sort of like, you know, philosophical conversation to have. And it's great. Like do sanctions, like, you know, negotiate, do whatever the fuck you need to do. But like, I'm sorry, we can't handle North Korea the way we've handled North Korea, which is like not at all. And they actually have nuclear weapons and they are actually like testing missiles and threatening to like literally blow up like, you know things that we care about whereas you know iran is just like we're like well they might have this they might do this or we don't like the fact that you know I mean, it's if like anything our behavior shooting with down North korea it makes them even more enthusiastic to chase down the creation of a nuclear weapon because we're showing them that you know you'll like we don't like we're not gonna yeah, do anything that will actually become your friend if you continue to pursue this and it doesn't matter well, the whole lead like, up to that won't matter but it's like, but it's like, I mean, look, I mean, the, the whole, the whole Korea, North Korean thing is, is the, is the product of one man's, you know, megalomania and his belief that, you know, people like Kim Jong-un are like worth being buddies with for some reason. Like, I don't really understand I mean, it. Just, I mean, that shit I don't understand. Power. It's just, he does not see anything that anyone has other than power and he will attack people so, with so, it or he will befriend them no matter whichever direction he thinks will get him closer to their power. So I think, so Laura and I were talking about this before we went to bed last night. And I think like, I think the way to best understand the the view of, of essentially like the people in power in this country right now and the Republicans largely is sort of like caveman thinking, which is like, all that matters is like hoarding um, resources and power and everybody else like is like, you know, everybody else is like outside the cave, you know, it's like should be clubbed. Right. And like, I do think that like, I do think that like at a base level, like there is, there are only two motivating factors for the Republican party, which is like money and power and everything else. Their opinion is like, if you don't have, if you will not like join us in our pursuit of money and power, then like your 
rights as a as a human like your humanity is insignificant and unrelated to like our our cause and like everything about their actions suggests this is the case like i mean we were talking about religion and it's like well a lot of them talking about religion i don't believe for a fucking second that 90 percent of these republicans that talk about religion give a shit about god or jesus or the bible i think that it's a tool to to manipulate people and a tool to like justify actions that otherwise are unjustifiable. And so like, if you look at what's going on in these detention, I mean, I, I'm loath to call them de- detention centers. We should actually refer to them as concentration camps because that's what they are. If you look at what's going on, I mean, the government, our government, our White House literally argued in court that it did not have a responsibility to provide soap or toothbrushes or beds to the people that it was detaining. You know, I mean, there cannot be a better articulation of inhumanity or of inhumane treatment than that, which is like children, actual fucking children are sleeping on stone floors with no way to wash themselves. And we think that's an acceptable treatment of other people. They, the Republicans think that's an acceptable treatment of other people. And they think that way because they don't, they think that because they don't really care. They don't even think of them as people. They think of them as like the subjugated, like the things to be subjugated. And in their pursuit of power and money, Whatever gets in the way and whatever doesn't agree is just like outside, outside the cave, essentially, right? And so I think that like we have to stop thinking that like that things are that they that these people are reasonable, and we need to start but thinking I'm that they're sorry. an enemy. The thing is, I feel like what we're talking around is that each of these philosophies, which is like the pursuit of money and power, the pursuit of violence, like as an impulse. And and it's an impulse that you be happy to have and that like you encourage. Um, it, it all comes from like a philosophy of fear and a whole thing about like they are so frightened of people who are different than them. Of um, they're 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 frightened that everything will decline or that the bad times will come and they're not going to have all the money and the power that they need to like fix it. They're religious because yeah. they're fearful. What if it's true? Also like what will other yeah, people I, think of me? See, I think that, I think you're giving them a lot of credit. They don't deserve at this point. I, I, I mean, but, I think but I'm, that's, I'm saying like, I think it all is a philosophy of fear for the base and, and even for the sociopaths at the top. But it, because the thing is like Republicans are the, when they say that they're being, discriminated against or oppressed in some way it comes from a place of like they're scared that they're gonna lose this quote-unquote privilege that other people don't have or that other people will get it and it won't make them special anymore and and that is the way that their reactions operate whereas when we say that someone's being oppressed or discriminated against usually it comes from a place of trying to advocate for them because we hope that it will get better for them I, I, you know what I, mean? I, I think, yeah, but I think that, yeah, but I think there's something really disingenuous about the idea that they are scared. I think that there is no, I don't think that there's a fear. I think that you could maybe, you could go and find, and I think you would find with a lot of the people who vote for the rhetoric, That's what rhetoric I mean. and vote like for Mitch the, McConnell yes, I mean, for the capacity for the, to feel fear. I, I, but like, for the, for the, I think there are a lot of people, I think there are a lot of people who would say, who are ignorant and fearful and therefore they vote along like the ignorant, fearful lines. But like, I'm talking about the people in power. And I think that like there's it's one thing to say, like, to try to speak to the people who aren't in power. Um, but the people in power, I don't think we should have any illusions about their motivation. I don't think that there is, I don't think that the people who want to put immigrants in cages and have them sleep on floors 
are like, well, we're scared that if we let them in, that they will somehow mess up our country. I think that what they're actually, the truth is uh, the truth. I mean, I think that they're they're fearful people at the, at the bottom and that there are sociopaths within the party that usually at the top that are manipulating that group because they understand that they're the most easily manipulated group of people in the world. I mean, you're saying like fearful people, like in the, in like the, in the, in the, in the, in the base, you're, or saying, employed in, by, you're saying you're saying you're saying the, the voters, you're saying the voters, the people with no yes, power, or even some of the people yeah, like I'm in the administration are people who are operating. No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think there's a distinct. You can make a distinction. I think that there's. It's very clear. Like I, I just don't. I don't believe that Hope Hicks is operating no, in a from a place of mean. fear. I don't mean the cabinet. I'm talking about like well, who do like who are we talking about? Security person. If you're upper level in the military, a lot of those people operate from a place where they're easily exploitable because they're 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 basically terrified of people that they don't understand places yeah they don't sure know. no i i think yeah. that's fair i think that's fair but i think like listen like, i mean we're talking if, about if, a cult if you, situation where like there's a group of I mean, people you're, that is uh, vulnerable no, and being yeah. exploited from yeah. the people at the top is what i mean yeah that's definitely true that's definitely true but like if you're a, if you work at a, at a at a if you work at a border security facility or whatever the fuck they're calling these and you look in and these at these children being tortured and you don't you don't feel what is a natural sensation, which is something here, which is something here is wrong. You're either brainwashed or you're I, broken. And there's really no, there's really no other way to I mean, look it's at like it. It's like all those women you know? who are letting themselves be branded in Nexium or like all the Scientology people that like that. I think that you're so brainwashed and you've been so manipulated by a bunch of like charismatic sociopaths who are only concerned with getting power. And I think the reason that the Democrat democratic institution doesn't attract those sociopaths quite as easily not that we don't have our share believe me but the reason that we don't attract quite so many and they don't become so popular is that we're not operating from a place of like we'll take any like strong man in a storm right i've i mean listen on and all we like uh, want builders to create things that are like better for the future i i I just i feel like the whole world right now is just uh, it's all part of a continuum and i want to be able to put my finger on what the fundamental like thing is at the core of this because when i watch Fox right like News, like what is the what is i don't the, understand yeah. where it's even coming from half of the time well well that i mean listen i mean what is the what is the what is the you know what what is what is what is it to be human i mean what is humanity like what are we doing here mm-hmm. right like there, i think there's a philosoph i think there are people who would argue there's a the, there's a philosophy of of power which is just essentially um it, it's it's survival of the fittest yeah it's that like it's that the smartest and the strongest, some combination of those things will come out and on that, top. That's the right, and that's and good. that's and that's and that's the arrangement of the world or of society that we should be focused like on. And that that arrangement, that arrangement is frankly the thinking of Neanderthals. I mean, that, that arrangement is the thinking of 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 um, whatever it is that is the worst of. Yeah, humanity. like I would, my, I would argue, like, and I feel like a lot of Democrats would argue that what a human is is something that has finally begun to rise above that philosophy and will understand the value that right. everybody has, and intrinsically, like that's the stuff that gives you your humanity. Like this is this is the divide between. I think it's the fundamental. This is like why, why I get like so I get so like frazzled at the arguments about like no. I'm, by by the way, I don't think again. I'm going to say I think there are some great Democratic candidates running for president, and there are some less great ones. But I think fundamentally, they have a different perspective on society, even though they fuck things up in various ways. Like 
you know, Kamala Harris, you can say she's fucked certain things up and you can say Biden has fucked a bunch of things up and you can say Bernie does things that are bad and Warren does things that are bad or whatever. But fundamentally, I believe there is like a pursuit to like discover like the best of humanity in like pretty much everybody. Whereas like with the Republicans, I think there is a pursuit to like divide up people in groups of we think these are the best over here with their potential realized and over here are the not the best that we need to like shun and push out. And like, that's, you know, that's like, it's like a, a wonderful like root of, of all of the greatest like hates in the world. Like I think Nazism is based on like this sort of fundamental idea that there are people who are like intrinsically flawed that must be shunned from society. This is like, you could go like, oh, like, you know, People in the Middle East are intrinsic. I mean, you've heard, but this says people like Ben Shapiro say I mean, this. But this is also like, the whole that, argument that Arabs, for prison, Arabs, which is like, right, it no, doesn't but, matter but what course, happens like, in there because everyone in there deserves to be there. Right, and, right, and it's like, and it's like, it's like there's just an intrinsically, uh, uh, there's like a fundamental flaw in like a group that cannot be changed or cannot be, uh, can, cannot be considered in any other way. Forget about changing it. It's like, it just is there and it will always be there. And therefore like, there's just this line, which is just Nazi. Like, I, I think That's we're just eugenic. No, it is. But it's, but again, I'm saying like, this goes to some lizard brain shit. Like this is not, this is not intelligent. You can describe it in intelligent ways. You can like put Jordan Peterson's on the stage to like give you words that make it sound scientific. And like, you can get like, uh, political pundits like Ben Shapiro to say words that sound somehow scientific, but the reality is like it is like lizard brain thinking, which is like I'm strong and tough and need to be on top, and these people are weak and uh, flawed and need to be on the bottom or need to be destroyed. And like the reality is like that is the the world that we're operating in right now. I don't think there is I don't think there is a lot of I think if you get right down to that underlying that thing that you're talking about that underlying motivation of why it is this way right now. Yes, fear is a part of it. Ignorance is a part of it. I think. I think. Um, you know, the way people have been raised, their upbringing, and their understanding of society, of course, a part of it. I think it can be changed. I think people can come from one way to the other, but I don't think that there's. It's that complicated. I think it's just like, and I'm not saying it's even good or evil. Like, I'm not saying there's like a, even. I'm not even making a judgment call on this. I think it's just literally that like, the thinking of this group of people is fundamentally like the thinking of like a caveman mentality of like a lizard brain mentality, which is like, I must be on top and control and other people who are not that must be like destroyed. And I think like that is, is as, as, as much as we need to know about people like, like Donald Trump and the people he surrounds himself with, you know, and they can paint their motivations in all sorts of different colors. But I do think it's like power and money of course is deeply connected to power in the world. Uh, and that's not an accident. And so it's power and money. It's control of those things at all costs, which is why they will back anybody and say anything, which is why the evangelical Christians that will tell you about the sins of the flesh and embrace Trump are can, must be seen as like the insane hypocrites and liars that they are, because what they really want is control and power and probably money, which is a part of having control and power. And like, anyhow, the long and short of it is like, it's very fucking hard to wake up every day. It's very hard to go to bed every night in the world that we live in. It's hard to talk about things like gadgets and games, which we love to talk about when like, I'm literally reading articles about how there are fucking children, the age of my daughter being fucking abused in detention centers in America, which are essentially concentration camps. And I know that the people in power don't have designs to help them or make them better or, or get them into a place that will be good for them or protect them in any way. 
And the reasons are very simple. And like the only thing we can do to stop it is to get them out of power. And every day it seems like we were increasingly like further away from that. So anyhow, this is an upbeat uh, episode of tomorrow. I think. Yeah. We can all I mean, agree. the thing is we try really uh, hard I, and I certainly am extremely conscious of, I don't want anyone to tune in and, and hear just two people panic every week about the end of the world, but at the same time. And so uh, an active pursuit of lighter stories and stuff to talk about, but at the same time, like it, if if a few things happen in a week and one of them is like cataclysmically bad on like a, a global scale and a, a, the other stuff is like lighter, it's just like it's like hard to authentically talk about. I mean, it, it's listen, it's really tough. Like if you look at if you look at what's going on in the world, it's just really think tough about to anything like... else. I mean, John, this is insane for me to say, but I was watching. Uh, like tv with john the other night and i paused it it was something apocalyptic i might have been handmaid's tale and i was saying like you know if everything gets really bad i'm kind of going to be on the front lines of being screwed just from the fact that i need a medication that you know i'm gonna need to have so like when things start getting bad just stuff like that i'm like god we're gonna be screwed first he's like do you think about that constantly and i was like yeah you don't think about like buying hand cranks or like where you would go if there was a terror attack somewhere in the city like you don't think about that all the time and he was like i, I mean yeah. I, he was like crosses my mind but not every day and i was like i can't think about anything else at the moment because like it it just feels practical at this point like it would feel like i was deluding myself if i wasn't like understanding that like there are several scenarios very close to happening where like things get really bad you know what i mean like i'm trying not to take it for granted i guess but i don't know if i'm creating a complex that's like irritating to be around do you know what i mean i mean does it matter like i don't think it's fair i mean at this point like i'm sorry but i don't think it's fair to like be reasonable for other people's comfort yeah and it it doesn't even feel like i mean i I understand for john i mean i mean i understand for john but i'm just saying like it's it's like (laughs) One of the reasons I started the outline, one of the reasons like I kind of like backed away from tech for a while. I mean, one one was like it was really it got I felt like it was really boring. And to some extent, I still feel like like the coverage is very boring of technology, which is why we're working on something new that's and not be boring. Different. But like <laughs> and not boring. But but also like one of the reasons was like I, we were coming to a point in 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 the world, I felt like, where it was hard it, for me at least, it was hard to ignore, like to act like to like write a thing about tablets or whatever on a day when, and this happened even as we were covering things. I mean, there was a point at which technology was the biggest thing happening in the news. Like it was the biggest society change that we had ever seen. And over the course of that period, five years, the change was so rapid and so structural that that was a fascinating thing to cover. And it's not that it isn't anymore. It's just that it's in a different way. But there was also a period, there was also a long period uh, where, you know, post financial crisis, post George W. Bush, like the early Obama years into like the kind of middle and and towards you know obviously even towards the end of his of his presidency that 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 things had gotten like things had started to like stabilize in a bunch of ways that they were that that had felt like during George W. Bush's uh, reign of terror that they could not you know the 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 iPhone was introduced. At the end of of George W. Bush's um, time in office, which was one of the most catastrophic eight years of of American history, and and it be, was it, it introduced the beginning of um, the election of Barack Obama, which was an unbelievable 
like unfathomable moment in American politics and for the world, which is like we elected a black man as president in a country that literally had enslaved black people uh, not that long ago, you know, and 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 that was like the presidents have been white and male for the entire history of the of the of the country. And so and we had just like there was all sorts of things that were happening. We were coming out of a financial crisis. We had regulate. We started started to regulate banks in a way that they had never been regulated. We had we started to push and pass laws like. Gay I mean, it was all hope being, and change stuff. Uh, it was like the arc, long yeah, arc of it history was, bends towards justice thing, where like we felt and, like the world was going to keep getting better. We were going to keep improving. We were going to solve climate change. Like I really f- had faith in our bet yeah. of we will out innovate and outperform and we will like all grow as people not that like utopia where there wouldn't be stumbling blocks but i really truly had faith that scientists would you know science would be pushed to the forefront to save the human race because it's the most important battle of our generation and now like even just with climate change stuff it's like i don't think that's happening and like i have lost it has broken me in a way that like (laughs) i mean say, say what you will about obama uh he there was an aspect of his leadership that was that was based on intellect and intellectual thinking and intellectual evaluation of things that were like facing the world and he i i mean he had i think he was in a very difficult position i think he had a he had a a party of the republicans that were that they had one goal during his presidency which was to stop his uh any initiative that he had from from making its way into law and they worked very hard at that i mean they worked very hard at that to the point of blocking a Supreme Court nomination, you know, 18 months prior to um, an election, you know, or however many months. It was, a, you know, over a year, I believe, you know, as if that was some basis for blocking it. I mean, it really like corrupt stuff. I mean, truly like corrupt shit happened to um, upend like the agenda of, of, of the president. And so um, – you know, I think that, but like, there was a, there was a, there was an intellectual sort of aspect to his leadership that um, has been had been lacking, deeply lacking in George W. Bush, and and is obviously deeply lacking in, in Trump. But the but the point is, like, there was a feeling that we were moving in a direction of like there was a progressive movement, and it wasn't like perfect, but it was a it was certainly like leaning in the right direction in many ways. So anyhow, like, so so when you think about it, the beginning of his presidency coincides with the beginning of like the kind of modern wave of technology. And there's an optimism about all of it. By the way, this was like an age where Facebook and Twitter were brand new to many people. And there was an optimism about it. This was like, there was an excitement about these things. We weren't like Amazon is bad and, and Google is bad and Facebook needs to be stopped. And app, what is Apple doing? And, you know, it's like, it was like, actually we're all like, wow, this is, could lead to something amazing. And I think it's interesting how much the decline of all of this has dovetailed with, you know, what's happened in politics. And I don't think it's an accident that we look at the, um, that the, at the, the people who are in power in many ways and say, wait a second, like, are they abusing that power that they have? And have we changed our sort of perspective on what is, what the potential of those, those, um, what the potential of those people are based on, you know, either who the people are or the, the ways that they use the power that they have. And I think like, so anyhow, so, so it is fitting I believe that, I don't know, in many ways, like you go back like to when Trump was elected, you go back to that era, you go back to the le- years leading up, the couple of years leading up of, of the really ugly campaigning and bad politics of this country um, and bad faith politics. 
you know, part of the reason I was like, I don't feel like I can sit and talk about like phones every day was, was it, it was a product of that. And like, I still feel that to some extent. Uh, and I do think we have to have a new perspective on a lot of this stuff, but like, I will say that it's tough to like do a podcast where it's ostensibly we're supposed to talk about like interesting pop culture shit and, you know, with a side of politics sometimes and like on a day like today or a week like this week, it's very difficult to ignore the realities, which is like, we are in crisis in this country. And like the only people who don't think we're in crisis are people who either are too, are like ignorant and not paying attention or truly don't care and support the crisis that we're heading towards. And like, that's the only other, I think it's the only way you can slice it. So, you know, like, yeah, not to be a bummer, but like, shit's pretty fucked up. You know, Ryan, you know, Ryan, you need to calm down. <laughs> so do you think that this Taylor Swift video is a metaphor for peace in the Middle East? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think this is a good example of um, some fucking horse shit, some marketing ass horse shit. I mean, look, clearly we're very upset, Uh, but then, you know, also maybe we need to calm down. Maybe we need to calm down. Maybe we need to just take a minute and watch, you know, three minutes of Taylor Swift pretending to be um, an ally. And, um, you know, this Taylor Swift thing, I'm operating from a place of like, yes, there are definitely critiques and notes that I would give her on if she wants to be a supportive member of like the... how she directed her own video. That's my favorite part of it. <laughs> She's like, I'm the, I'm a director too. She's like, actually, like I need to take oh, as much credit as possible for this new Taylor Swift that we're experiencing. I, I love that when celebrities, because they're been praised endlessly in a couple ways, pivot and they have the same level of confidence like taylor swift is a director ashton kutcher is an angel investor um i i mean i think he actually is like i mean i think he actually now just does that pretty much full time yeah 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 but you know what i mean like that but whether or not it ends up landing the big strong pivot the like i'm a real housewife now i'm a pop star like that pivot is a tough one to land yeah and some they're gonna be more successful than others but the idea that taylor swift is like not only am I now an expert on gay rights, I'm also a director. And <laughs> right. And it's like I mean, she but is she is this her is this her um she's coming out, right? Is this what's happening? Is this all a, if, a precursor? If this end in a coming out, it will be way more egregious than um Isn't this like the, isn't this like is. I feel like this is like the undercurrent, like one of the undercurrent rumors of Taylor Swift is that she's actually like at least not maybe not gay but not totally straight and has been like kind of fully like, scissoring carly cross yeah wow okay that's a vivid wow vivid imagery that is not safe <laughs> for work um but like i do i'm sorry like where the fuck was this taylor swift when there was a serious election going on in this country that was like very much about very much about like the subjugation of like gay people and trans people and and people of color and like taylor swift was like i don't get involved in politics but I can't get down on her learning from that experience and now wanting to be active. What I can get down on is the blatant um, like mid-2000s gay best friend vibe of it all. The like showing up in gay spaces and not bringing other gay art like or any queer artists like to show up at Stonewall and perform. I get what you were trying to do, but what have been but it would have been better is if you did your Taylor Swift, please welcome to the stage thing, and then have on some like collaborators that are a part of the queer community to lend your power in that way. Also, all of this this whole discussion, it's like 
I can't believe that we're having it when like the world, the climate is ha- like, we can be mad about multiple things at once, but also another part of me is like, Oh, I'm sorry. She isn't helping in the right way, but at least she's trying to help. But then the whole other flip side of this is like Taylor Swift is a marketing machine and she is a corporation. Yeah. And at sure. the end of the day, Walmart showing up at pride does not make Walmart a queer ally. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We... So it, it, it's, it's, it's this whole, the whole thing is just weird. It's all just, it's all off-putting. I mean, there was that amazing piece that was on the outline this week that was about um, Raytheon. Raytheon about, mentioned queer pride or whatever. Yeah, yeah, by George Severus, and it was great because it Raytheon was really, said gay rights. Sorry, yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, it was. It, it really pointed out that the more corporations twist and bend themselves to obscure the fact that they're corporations the more harm it does to us even though we ask them to do it because we're like why don't you put trans women of color in your ads so they do next to like two white dude pop stars or movie stars and then they you know take your dollars during pride month and that that's the end of that transaction what did you get from it yeah you know I mean, what I mean? yeah it's like on the one hand it's hard to i mean this maybe this is the the thing about taylor swift in her video or whatever is like it's hard to knock what is essentially like the right attitude like somebody being like okay well i'm gonna embrace this because it's i mean she got a bunch of money for glad and signatures for you know yeah. your legislation you know. but at the at the flip side of that is it's like but if you really are an ally it won't hurt you to take of some critiques and i don't think her fans it's just the same thing between pop star fans and political fans because on the internet everybody's famous but also that means that when you decide you're obsessed with somebody you stand them super hard and like people have become like these like factions of warring whatever and it's like i can give taylor swift some notes and still like quote unquote support her do you know what i mean yeah i guess so i mean it's the same thing with the political candidates yesterday i met with a friend who said now i know you hate bernie but was gonna tell me something good about him and i said i don't hate bernie i don't hate any i think of the democratic uh like the serious contenders obviously i hate howard schultz um i don't like flat out hate joe biden i just have some notes for everybody and i have the most notes for joe biden and i have a fair number of notes for bernie i have some notes Mm. for elizabeth like i can critique these people in a place of good faith and in fact it's like our duty as voters to do that right to like critique everybody this is what i said about hillary and bernie during that run and yeah. both sides freaked out on me for like either I mean, how that- do you how do you but nobody but this nuance is like nuance is lost i mean you can't you can't be like look i mean i've just had this like innumerable uh there have been innumerable conversations on this podcast about this but it's like i am uh for a non-trump person winning the presidency i have very i actually like at this point don't have a lot of preference except that there is going to be a non-trump person who can win uh, that, you know, doesn't stand for the kinds of things that Trump stands for. And I think largely, like I would say, every Democratic candidate is in that bucket, g- give or take, you know, uh, there are some I like a lot better than others, but yet all of them should, we should be able to say it to all of them. Like there's some things you could work on and not, yeah, have, and it, not have it be is doing with this song is a political act. So it is okay for us to critique the politics of it because it's like life or death for us. And for her, it's a single she released. Yeah. But the real question is, how's the song? What's your opinion on the song? Um, it sounds like a pastiche of all the, everything else she's ever done, plus a little like your baby, you're a firework. Yeah, thrown in there for good measure. Speaking um, of Katy Perry's in the video, and they yeah, have, they finally have buried the hatchet. The point of her gay rights song and gay rights um, anthem and all of her activism was for her to be seen hugging Katy Perry. I think we can all right. agree. But maybe, I mean, maybe <laughs> this is good for like the people for people who are like. Um, 
uncomfortable with like gay people uh and they but they love taylor swift and they're like they need like a bridge i mean maybe yeah they're like like, taylor's had haters maybe i'm a hater because like gay people because like because like i mean there have been there's been a lot of critique of i mean can't believe we're talking this much about it there's been a lot of critique of like the whole concept of you need to calm down like this dismissive kind of like oh well like we're actually talking about like people being murdered like this isn't like this is like that kind of language is so tepid and uh, irresponsible. It's also an attempt to look reasonable um, while tone policing somebody. Yeah. I mean, the, the, you need to calm down is aimed at the, at the haters, not at the people experiencing the hate, but it's still like, right? I mean, it's like not aimed at like the people who are upset. It, I, yeah. It's, I think it's basically just aimed at, because that's the vagary of the message in the song. It's like, you're obsessed with me because I'm like a famous woman, but like you need to calm down is the same thing as like being bullied for your sexuality or gender identity. Like that's the weird thing is Taylor's like, I get what you guys, what you girls have been through. Do you know what I mean? That's like vibe of it all. Yeah. I just think, um, so it's like, what is the, it's like maybe this is the on ramp, but maybe, maybe this is like, I should be excited about this. Cause it's the on ramp for people who truly have bad opinions right now to be like, wait, maybe my opinions are actually bad. And I can interrogate and investigate that a little bit now because I'm like been let in under, under the, you know, inside the tent here through this like very tepid half-assed like Taylor Swift thing. I mean, not that they would yeah, think that, but maybe. like, maybe it's like, it's like, oh wait, now I can like evaluate some of my opinions and maybe they're really not that good. Because it's like a relatively safe, I hate to say it, safe space for people who have bad opinions to feel yeah, like. I do think about that a lot. Is there, we need to create spaces for people with bad opinions to pivot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, like, like let to pivot, to pivot, not, not, feel not like under attack, like not under attack. Like to, yeah. to, to, cause I do think there is a, I do think there are people who would like, given the opportunity and the argument without feeling attacked, might be like, let me think about what I was saying or thinking. And is it actually good? right and in the right circumstances i think there are these circumstances they might be like you know what i'm wrong this is stupid i need to rethink it i need to reevaluate i need to learn some stuff and like they actually will and become better people for it i think that's completely possible who of us has not evolved in their beliefs in life like i can't imagine that anybody would argue that they have not had a belief that has changed or evolved over time based I mean, on I like used to be, i used to just hate the swedes yeah right and now they're you find them like remotely tolerable you know what yeah, you're i thinking? met magnus yeah. and i said this isn't a subhuman we all agree that he's a, like if he's you know an example of a swedish person i think we can learn to live with them but um yeah i think like the thing is uh so maybe this is the on-ramp i don't really know. yeah i don't know hmm. Let's talk about Kendall Jenner. Do you want to talk about Kendall Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, if we talk about nothing right else into this, this week, we got to talk about Kendall Jenner. I know. So this is like a thing that Ryan just introduced to me. Um, I didn't see this at all. But like Kendall Jenner was seen – I don't even understand the circumstances of this. Like she just like happened to be, for, uh, be somebody like, took a carefree. picture. She took a picture of herself on a security camera buying a can of vanilla orange vanilla Coke, which I just saw for the first time, by the way, in public. Um, the the soda, not Kendall Jenner's security picture or whatever. And then it like turns out that like her outfit in the picture perfectly matches the can of and she's Coke. holding it label out, which if you know anything about a can of soda, yeah, it's like yeah, means it's not pointing at her. You need to like <laughs> do, you need to do it. Like yeah. yeah, I mean it's not something that just happens. Um, the 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 interesting thing is she was a Pepsi spokesperson. Uh, like officially, as far as we know, right? And did this horrible disaster of a commercial with Pepsi, as we all re- we all recall. I think about a year ago. Uh, and it's like it's like she solves like um, she solves like 
immigration. She sells like immigration no, riots there's with like. Even, there's not even a, a, the politics. If you look in the video, the politics are like people holding up clapboards with like a peace sign on it. Yeah, or it's like, like it's like a fist in the air. It's like I would say the politics in the video, and it's great to go back and revisit it if you haven't. It's like it's like <laughs> it's like young woke people. Young woke yeah, people with uh, diverse diverse woke people who have a vague thing they're mad about versus authoritarian cops and the like. Maybe guys who wear ties. Uh, yeah, there might be a, people comfortable in a riot. Yeah, there might be scenario. there might be there might be a moment in the video I don't recall. There's an extended version where maybe like some guys who are wearing like who are like wearing ties like take their ties off and join the join the protest. I'm not really sure. It's like stuff like that though. It's that kind of vague like it's a movie like i was in my liberal coffee shop just reading this book and then i was taken by the spirit of revolution yeah revolution and I'm gonna, right. but I'm the revolution peace vague yeah, but, peace right it's like it's like we're for peace and understanding and we're woke and diverse and then there's like the cops and then kendall jenner's like hey everybody have a pepsi and it'll everything will be okay and then everybody has a pepsi and it's like wow what were we fighting about black lives do matter and then then the other people the the, the woke people are like actually blue lives matter too and they're like nice and it's like wow we did it everybody Buddy. um and that's like the pepsi video so anyhow and then i in the end i think they all form a human centipede it and didn't that's right that's right the they do a big and then they shit it all the way that's through. right it's beautiful <laughs> <laughs> disgusting how dare you anyhow so now she's like drinking a coke and has a, ma- a dress to match and it's like wow she's like come over to the other side and but it also is doing like a stealth instagram ad uh which is like honestly a pretty good like i don't know it's a pretty good use of like both Instagram and security cameras and I'm going to follow Kendall Jenner now. I'm just going to like, I want to keep up with this. I want to see if it unfolds. Well, what's funny is that she did the most like balls out ad with the Pepsi ad. And now she's doing this, like she, what, what I think was supposed to be like ultra subtle, like, you know, association placement or whatever. And now because everyone noticed how like staged it all is, it's it's now its own little like viral controversy. I mean, it's very unusual. Like, I mean, it's right, very it's just, it's yeah. So funny. Anyhow, she can't I, win. Yeah. Listen, nobody wants to buy soda from Kendall Jenner. I think that's the conclusion. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely raising awareness of orange vanilla Coke, which is a very orange I vanilla feel, Coke. You say, which is exactly like, oh, for Coke um, tomorrow, <laughs> which is like brought to you by yeah this no. whole segment was an ad. I think. I think, but that's exactly it, isn't it, man? Isn't it? That's it. Yeah. This is the point is that here we are. The awareness has been raised. The, the orange vanilla coat. Right now, all, right now, all, all eight listeners of the Tomorrow podcast are like, are craving, are Googling and craving delicious orange vanilla Coke. And you know, it does also come in a zero variety with no calories. Oh, does it? Oh, hello. <laughs> I'm here for that. Here for it. Um, at any rate, um, all right, what else is going on? What else is, is there anything upbeat that we can talk about? Is there anything cool happening? Hmm. Uh, Stranger Things trailer drop. Oh yes. This is all I live for now. The, the, oh my God. Oh my God. Did you hear that? I heard like a shuffle. A bird just flew into the window that I'm sitting one, (laughs) one foot from like smashed into it. Its hair is all messed up. I see it right now. It's Maybe a, this is it's how alive. it ends. It's alive. How Hitchcocky! This ends. is fucking. That was fucking terrifying. Didn't it see my big stupid head sitting here? Why would it even try to fly towards me? Was the bird trying to get me? 
The bird seems to be okay. I'm very rattled. Very rattled. Yeah, I think that bird had it out for you. Oh, my God. Is the bird a Republican? Is the bird a Trump operative? What is going on? No, it's on? a Swifty. That's fucking terrifying. Um, anyhow, sorry. Let's get. I'm just gonna try to refocus. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come back. Got to. You know, whatever they do when it's like you got to get your do your scene. Very appropriate to a bird flying right at you into a window. Uh, Stranger Things three trailer drop. Oh yes, yes. I was. I was saying as the bird flew into the, which is very Stranger Thingsy, by the way. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm things. living. The, the, it's the, as the, if truth is stranger than fiction. The piece of pop culture I'm now that is now giving me like reason to go on is like i just saw the new stranger things trailer and it's really good and it and frankly like i i will say this about stranger things like i don't think they've done a very good job of explaining like the mythology or the science or the meaning of like the enemy in stranger things like i don't really know like in this stranger things apparently the bad guy has a voice and is like talking about stuff, but I don't have any recollection of the bad guy having a voice and talking about stuff to anybody in the other Stranger Things series. So I'm like a little bit lost as to like who, like I understand there's like a monster, but I feel like they're now making it seem like there's like a an actual villain that has like, like I thought like the whole Stranger like the Darth Vader of Stranger yeah, Things. Yeah, well, I thought the monster was base in some ways like we could the, whatever it's called the Demogorgon or whatever they called it that like that was like the um the Darth it's Vader. Like, and there's an Emperor like, Palpatine in the dark in in the Stranger Things universe that's like controlling. And there's also like an existential horror thing because it's like all there's this other dimension where everything is bad that could leak in at any time kind of thing. Yeah, which is like fine but is there a, like there's one thing about like and by the way if you've ever seen the great film the mist which i highly recommend the plots are very similar which is that um like essentially a portal is open to like another reality that has is full of scary motherfuckers that are like it's in, never a better reality it's, it's never, never like, 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 like oh, it's over there <laughs> yeah no 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 it's like a door is open to like um uh, some kind of like animalistic hell world where like the animals all want to kill everything. And also they're like disgusting monsters and like, so, but anyhow, it seems like it's very similar, but now it seems like maybe there is like some mind that is like, wants something, which is correct me if I'm wrong, has never been explored in any of the stranger things uh, series that have previously no. existed. So I don't know what's going on, but I'm excited to see it. And I will definitely, um, watch it aggressively as aggressively as possible um and i'm excited you know i don't know what else there is to say really except that uh i think we're due for some escapism and there's not a lot yeah. of options at this point you know we're like oh let's watch the handmaid's tale and it's like wait a second uh hey this is our it's more like our maid's tale you know what i mean that doesn't make any sense <laughs> You're like hey i don't want to learn future history yeah <laughs> no, I just saw there's a great Onion headline, actually. It was like, um, John Bolton warns that our war with Iran, only way to avenge the deaths of soldiers killed in the future war with Iran. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a really good, fucking good. Anyhow. All right. What else Anyhow, is going on? Anything else? Uh, the Xbox is apparently, they, they axed mm. the lower end model of the new one. So we're mm. just, they're just going to balls out and sell the expensive big one. Hmm. And they're pushing back That's a lot nice. of their xCloud developments. So apparently that won't be coming as quickly as everyone had hoped. Um, Who's going to take on the Switch? That's what I want to know. While wow, we're getting into Gadget Talk, finally. This is what the people paid their good money for. Who's going to – Who's gonna? is anybody going to take a run at the Switch? Like on my favorite murder when people go for 45 minutes and you're like, you haven't talked about a murder yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Taking on the Switch, I don't, I don't think anyone's doing it. 
No one's going to take a run at the Switch. No one's going to do their Neo Geo Pocket. Nobody's doing their uh, Wonder the Swan. Vita 2. Vita 2. I, I'm not hearing I haven't heard anything about anything handheld. The only things in the portable side have been like Google Stadia and like best of luck using that on the subway. Yeah. So and, I don't really know. And also uh, there's like a rumor of like a smaller Switch, like Switch Junior or something. And Switch like Big Brother. Like That's fine. Pro. I'm ready for it. They're putting the Witcher on Switch, Witcher Three, which is like I mean, we talked about this I think last episode, but it's like it, look, it's, it looks like a fairly good port. It's fine, it's fine. But like, if there's like a if a Switch with more power, that would be cool too. Like, I'd be really yeah. into that. Like, that would be a fucking great thing. Anyway, I don't know what to say. Like, I mean, the Xbox thing does nothing for me. I haven't turned my Xbox on in like six months, um, and like I that's sad for the Xbox. No, I never use it. I never use it. My brother who has like a di- been a diehard Xbox person has an Xbox One and like I offered at Christmas to buy him another console and he was like, "No, I'm fine with this." And I was like, "Okay." I was and he yeah. asked me the other day, "Do you ever play on your Xbox? I never see you on it." And I was like, "No." And he was like, "Why not?" I was like, "Because I'd rather play everything on the Switch and if I can't, the only exclusives I care about are on PS4." Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. That's kind of the state of that. <laughs> yeah, look, it's a, it's a uh, it's a dark week. Matt Buchanan, who's an editor at Eater, was at my house yesterday. He had an iPad, and I was watching him work on it, and it made me outraged. So that oh, hasn't God. that's unchanged. No, it's unchanged. But on the other hand, my mother this my mother's in town this morning. She showed me how she reads the newspaper, and it's the most amazing thing. She gets the Pittsburgh Post Gazette because they live in Pittsburgh, and they send her a link to a PDF, which is a PDF of the newspaper, and she reads the PDF on her iPad. That's how she reads the newspaper. Oh my god! It's like it's like a PDF of the newspaper. Like it's, it's like, like, like like it's like there's like an article on the front page. It's like continued in like four A or whatever. And like there's no link or anything. It doesn't expand. It just you have to like scroll down to the next like to that section of the paper to read it. Just like the paper. And I gotta tell you, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I kind of enjoyed it. It was very not online. It's like I, it's a, it's I a real it's in a crazy anachronism. It's like it's like you know. It's like somebody whipping out a pocket watch. It's like, yeah. um, or it would be like if I digitized a bunch of VHS tapes and, and then burned them to DVDs and then threw the VHS tapes out and put the DVDs in their place. I mean, that, that even makes a little bit more sense. Like, like this is like, why wouldn't I just put it in the cloud or like, on I my mean, computer? there's, it's just like, I mean, I will say in one way, it's kind of like, it makes sense because the websites are just in some ways, newspapers just like many of them are just like a version of newspapers. This is like a less digital newspaper, but still like in a relatively digital form. Anyhow, it's, I mean, it's a printout essentially. It's like she printed out the newspaper and is reading it, <laughs> but it's not printed out. It's on an iPad. So that was a, that was an exciting discovery for me this morning. <laughs> That's astonishing. It is it was somewhat astonishing and shocking. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm into it. I mean, that might be how I start reading the news. It like, it definitely is like, uh changes the whole like process of reading a story for yeah. better for better or worse i'm not really sure well the benefit of the newspaper is you had to scroll past things you might not otherwise even that's right glance at well it has the ads too of the newspaper somebody was like mm-hmm. i tweeted about it and they're like well at least it doesn't have ads i'm like no it, it has the newspaper ads it has like Wh- full, how does she full page newspaper ads i mean half of the joy of the newspaper is coupons what are you gonna do there's no coupons pdf no coupons no coupons well, yeah. let's talk about nice things. Should we do it? Let's just get into it. Let's just I'm ready. Yeah. All right, I'll go first for the first time ever. How about that? How about that? I bought 
a PlayStation 4 on eBay with PT installed. I did it. I did it. it. I did it. I said I was going to, I was talking about it. I was toying with it. I was fooling around. And then I saw one and I bought it on a whim. I was probably drinking. I I bid, like I put a, a high bid in and I won. And then, and then the person canceled, they canceled the, the bid. They canceled the, uh, the order or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck? And I emailed them. I'm like, what the hell? But then I saw that they had relisted it for like a, with a buy it now price, which was less than my top bid. Weird. And I bought it and they were like, sorry, I just, your bid, like we didn't, I didn't get the money for it, which I think is like, that should be prevented on eBay. But the important thing is that I got it. It's sitting in a box right now. I haven't opened it yet. And I figure like, I'm going to play it. I'm going to check it out. And then like maybe give it to my brother who I bought. This is actually to throw back to this. I bought him an Xbox like a couple of years ago, like an Xbox one. And all of our friends were like, why did you buy him an Xbox? Everybody has a PlayStation. And I felt really bad and shitty. And cause I, at the time I was playing Xbox a lot. And um, so now like, you know, he can finally join, he can join the PlayStation world. Humanity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's my nice thing and I feel really good about it. Um, okay. So my I'm nice excited. thing are, I, uh, Fuck, what were they? Oh my God, what's wrong with my brain today? I don't know. know. I'm like spaced out. Mm. Fuck, what were my nice things? Oh, um, so I went home uh, last weekend, as I said, for a family party. And when I got to the party, I realized that we had not brought any of the vegetarian food that we'd purchased. (laughs) So I didn't eat anything. (laughs) Then I went home and then I just took the groceries home with me. Um, So my mom had found Impossible Burgers. And because they're like weirdly hard to find outside of a restaurant setting. So I ate those when I got home and I was like, hell fucking yeah, this is the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. It was incredible. So I've been going back to Whole Foods and buying the Beyond Burger because I can't find the Impossible or whatever. And the Beyond is also really good. And I've been eating it's it good. It's solid for dinner every night. Well, that's maybe too much Beyond. But I would just say that it's a solid choice if you can't get an impossible burger which you can't really buy right now yeah it was really good the impossible burger was like on another level but the beyond burgers are good so there that was one thing oh and the other thing is uh it's an old standby but y'all you gotta watch the real house signs of new york city <laughs> oh I can't. I can't i just discovered last night that the vanderpumps the vander lisa vanderpump is a is a real housewife yeah. Is that correct? It's a spinoff. And yeah. then I also discovered that, that I thought that all the people in Vanderpump Rules were members of the Vanderpump family. No. But it turns out like it's about like waiters at a restaurant or something. I have explained this to you. I feel like I wasn't listening because I was like, oh, really? It also makes the title a little bit more, makes a little bit, make it, it makes more sense. You got to watch the show. I'm not going to, but I'm okay, glad Real to Housewives know a little bit. New York this season is surreal. Yeah. Um, there Last night, a woman said that her dog died and it was very sad because she, all she wants to do is have children. And this was a really surrogate child for her. Yeah. Um, and she said, she answered the door with no hair or lashes, which is just like wild for her. And then uh, she goes, I called nine one one. The firefighters came, but they couldn't revive him. <laughs> oh my God. And she lives in a hotel. Somebody, um, Laura said, Oh, I mean, somebody said, uh, who was it? Like on that show, they talked about somebody being like gender liquid. Oh yeah. (laughs) Sonia said, so this one woman said, you know, I, 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 she's like, I've dated men and women. Mostly I prefer to date men, but you know, I'm fluid. And like weeks later, Sonia goes, well, you know, Barbara, she's got gender liquids. (laughs) Yeah. It's insane. I, I don't know. 
any man who can't give these shows a chance is not comfortable in his masculinity. They're so good. Brought to you by diet. Uh, sorry. Brought to you by uh, orange vanilla Coke Zero. <laughs> um, that's, all, that's the only good thing in my life, I think. It's very good. Oh, very and I good. listened to the Ron Burgundy podcast and that was kind of fun. Oh, is it good? It's kind of funny. It's it it it's definitely takes it takes a little while to come together, but when it does, it's really good. He had Deepak Chopra on and it was just really insane. Um and so it's Will Farrell doing Ron Burgundy in mm-hmm. character, fully in character. Yes. And then real people. Real people and he is Ron Burgundy if he it's just as if he existed today, but had also existed back then. Like he just hasn't right. aged, but they don't it's address like, it's it. Like, it's like Austin Powers. Yeah, like timeless, but they don't address right. it. But it's him with interviewing real people. And I think obviously the people know what, that they're going to get to a comical interview, but they're, some of these people seem really intent. He talked to a psychic and she seemed really intent on discussing like metaphysics with Ron Burgundy. And it was great. <laughs> yeah, I... um. I don't know. I I'm, mean, I'm, I'm, I would, I would listen to it, I guess. He, he said to her, he was like, um, now, uh, what did he say? It was something like, uh, he was like, now when you leave the house, do you take your broomstick? And she's like, I'm not a witch. And it, no. she was very sincerely trying to explain the difference between like a self-identified witch versus a self-identified psychic. Well, I and get it, was, it. It, was, it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't want to be, you don't want to be misaligned by Ron Burgundy. You're like, I'm not a fairy. I'm a nymph. <laughs> We've all been there, huh? We've all been all right. there. All right, we should wrap up. I got to get. I my my parents are they're uh, apparently they're done talking. They want to go to the aquarium, and I got to put a stop to this before I get sucked. Oh my god! Of, some kind of hell world where I'm in an aquarium with my parents. Okay. If you get stabbed by a stingray, just leave the rights to Oof. input to me. Alone. You actually actually the aquarium we is that's near us. You can touch a stingray, which is pretty cool. <sighs> I don't think I don't think they like it, but you know whatever. That's their problem. I I don't think the Irwin family appreciates that. Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Though I've just been informed that your family color coordinated with a soda for an Instagram post. But the soda was Surge. <laughs>